develop your sleep zen master skills. You never know what getting a better night's sleep can lead to. Welcome aboard Sprout One. I am your host, Dave Algio, Chief Sprout Sweater. Settle in as we go perusing the world of snoozing and learn how knocking out some quality Zeds need not be something you lose sleep over. It's episode 13, Sleep, Getting the Basics Right. As we lift off the pad and before we get into the episode, don't forget, if you find that the demands of life and the meaning of it all is leading you to sleepless nights, tossing and turning with deep and not so deep questions rattling around your head, then hop on over to thesproutsweater.com to sign up for your sleep checklist and my soon to be released Operation Snooze Sleep Improvement Program. Start getting your head back, your shit together, so you can start living life on your terms. Sproutsweater.com <laughs> After years of training and coaching clients to achieve success with well-being, I achieve their goal whilst not sacrificing their well-being, so with well-being and not at the expense of it, I've come to realise that we have to take in a bigger picture, bigger picture than just the goal. And this has been confirmed by a number of interviews that I've done recently on the podcast, one of which most notably is with Simon Ward, the high-performance human coach. Um, it's clear from my experiences and, work, and also research and talking to people like Simon that When we're working towards a particular goal, whether it's fitness, weight loss, focus, business success, we often need to take a bit of a seemingly circuitous route into other areas. You know, we need to sort of traverse into other areas of our life landscape, if if you like. Um, And they may not seem directly associated with the goal themselves, or at first glance not seem like it, but they could be really, really useful and impactful on the achievement of the goal itself. For example, let, let's say you've become, you know, a bit too regular with the alcohol on a night, you know, it's it's become that habit. And I think over lockdown, I spoke to lots of people um, where that's become an issue, you know, working from home, it's, you know, the beer o'clock thing becomes more of a ritual and sometimes earlier. Um, in that case, it's often important to, to tackle the habit head on particularly as the severity of the habit you know the impact the ex- the amount we're drinking etc cranks up then it is really really vital to tackle that head on and deal with it however in addition it can be really useful to look at the surrounded landscape of your life and to look for areas which may if not outright contribute to the destructive habit they're at least adding they're adding friction into the system that can lead you to engaging in that habit or leading you to be less than your optimum so that when it comes to making choices, we're more likely to make the the the, the less wise choice. And over the years, one of the culprits that I've found in this sort of surrounding landscape is sleep. Now I'll address anxiety over sleep quality and indeed anxiousness over other wellbeing related goals in the next episode. But for now, I want to focus on how, through small sprout-sized changes and the introduction of small routines, we can actually not only improve our sleep, but in turn put ourselves in a better place to be able to work towards the principal goal or desire. Um, Sleep may be your direct goal, but for many of us, it can be a really powerful part of the mix in working towards that other goal, whether it's weight loss, fitness, focus, or, or business or work success. So I want to introduce you to the three areas we need to focus on in order to get better sleep. Note, 
I do see it better, not perfect. Let's start by taking off that expectation of perfection. You and I live in the real world. And that's one where no doubt the demands come thick and fast and it can be challenging to undo some of the more disruptive habits that are formed around that. So in the spirit of the sprout, the small but significant changes we can make or routines we can introduce, let's look at what I call my three Z's strategy to better sleep, or as I affectionately call it, Operation Snooze. So let's get mission ready. And since there are these podcasts are short form, I recognise that you may need a little extra support on this. So you know, in terms of getting your sleep back on track, pick up the tactics and the, the, the overall strategy today. But I do have uh, an audio program with uh, a, a series of audio courses, if you like, that break down and give you more meat on the bone for how you can improve your sleep, along with some extended sleep relaxations as well to support you and an ebook, infographic and a, a bunch of other things. Head on over to sproutsweater.com to sign up to my newsletter and you'll receive the check, sleep checklist and also you'll get access to the Operation Snooze course uh, free. So don't forget to sp- visit sproutsweater.com for that. Back to Operation Snooze. And folks, it's not rocket science, but it can easily feel like it if you try to fix everything at once. So stay tuned after I outline these areas for improving your sleep, and I'll give you some suggestions on how to best approach it and get started on this. But for now, Operation Snooze, the three Zs to better sleep. Let's get mission ready. In effect, there are three areas that we need to tackle. We don't need to tackle them all at once, but if we do some work, In small sprout sized chunks on each of these areas, we are likely to really improve our sleep over time. Again, not perfect, but better. So the three Zs are your sleep zone, i.e. the environment in which you sleep, your pre-Z time routine. See what I did there? Your pre-bedtime routine, what you do on the lead up to settling down to sleep. And then sleep Zen. I had to think of another Z, but it's actually becoming a sleep Zen master. It's getting better at sleep, developing the habits, your sleep architecture and your your skills at being able to switch off and unwind and settle down for sleep. So your sleep zone, your pre-Z time routine and your sleep Zen. So how do we go about this? Well, I'm going to give you a bit of an overview for each of these. And as I said, don't forget, there is the additional Operation Snooze core audio course, which you can use to dive in deeper. And there are some audio relaxations to support you as well. Your sleep zone. Now, if you think about it, your sleep zone is critical because it's very much rooted in our need for safety and familiarity. Because if you think about it, sleep is a very vulnerable position. And back in our cave dwelling days, uh, we had to feel safe and secure to actually allow ourselves to sleep. Because if you think about sleep, puts us in a very, usually a prone position, very static and not alert. And because of that, we're then potentially vulnerable to predators. And in order to do that, we need to feel safe. We need to be safe, but also feel safe. And, and part of that is familiarity and things that help us feel safer in our environment. So translate that to today's environment. Think about your bedroom, for, for example. And uh, how does that contribute to that sense of safety, but more importantly, familiarity and calm, a sense of this is cueing me in for sleep. I'm ready for sleep. It's tapping into that 
primitive kind of feelings, but we're trying to use the behavior, the environmental cues there. And often our bedroom can be a place where there is clutter. You know, you might have that, uh, I don't know, treadmill or um, exercise bike there that, you know, you've got there for the best of intentions, but it's just become a clothes prop. Or there is a pile of ironing knocking about, or the kids' toys there. There may be gadgets and all sorts of devices there. And this is where your sleep zone can become counter to that peaceful, familiar environment. No doubt you've heard this advice before, but it's really, really worth revisiting. So a number of things, and again, you can visit the course for, for more thoughts on this. How clutter-free is it? And remember, with clutter-free, it doesn't have to be that you your house is tidy or that the clutter is actually organized and put away. It is, ideally, that would be great, but it's about getting it out of sight, out of sight, out of mind for now, so that your bedroom doesn't cue you into feeling like there's still work to do. What about light pollution from outside streetlights and also from gadgets? Um, one of the, there's a, as no doubt you're aware, there's a lot of research around the pollution that comes from TVs, laptop screens, mobile phones, tablets, that kind of thing. Now, as my friend Simon Ward in his interview said, the bedroom is for sex and sleeping and it's not for work. It's not a workplace and we have other places where we can watch TV, where we can use our devices. So ban those from that room and try to reduce the amount of stimulus from the light, but also the stimulus from the activity and the, the, the arousal levels that are created by those devices. And the other thing is sound as well. What can we do to just reduce the level of sound? Not necessarily to zero, because many of us might feel that that's too quiet and it's about finding what works for you. So how do you reduce the, the sound of perhaps noises from the street, um, noises from within the house, whether the boiler's clanking and that kind of thing, um, and just reduce it to a level that works for you. And lots of tips around, you know, eye masks, ear plugs, um, worth really trying different kind of different products that, that work for you. Uh, you might find that a bit of white noise or background music can help, some relaxation tracks, or even an audio book can be useful. I, I certainly find myself going to sleep to an audio book. Tip there is let it be something that you have already listened to, so you're not going to get anxious about what you miss. But that's that's that one. So your sleep zone, have a review and think about how you can just make some small changes to the tidiness, the light, and the sound pollution. Your pre-Z time routine. So this is really, really important because how many of us hit the bed like we've hit the day full on at full pelt? You know, you've, you've just closed down a laptop, you've closed down a device and suddenly you're trying to switch off. Now your mind is not capable of making those instant switches, particularly when tired or particularly when tired and wired from the devices. So think about how you can build in 10 minutes initially to 90 minutes of a slowing down routine and a slowing down routine that includes emptying your head, reducing the light level and the, the, the light that goes into your eyes from devices and doing something relaxing. And again, I've got more tips on that in the uh, Operation Snooze course, but think about how you can build in. If you don't have a routine, start with 10 minutes. And here's a little tip, delay your sleep by 10 minutes in order to build that routine And if you're really, really squeezed for time. And then once you build the routine and you get it embedded, expand it. Look at how you, what you're doing before, you know, after perhaps your, your tea, evening meal, what you can do to support that pre-Z time routine. And then your sleep zen. 
Now, your sleep zen is about the bigger picture. It's about what you do during your day to set yourself up for the best sleep possible. And again, there are lots of tips. And again, I have an audio, the ebook that supports the course with some, some particular tips around this. But it's about recognizing that quality sleep isn't just about what you do in the bedroom or with the bedroom, your sleep zone. It's about what you do with the rest of your day. And as Simon Ward said in episode eight, it is about what you do from the moment you wake up. And here's where getting yourself up and out into daylight, even poor daylight, as soon as you can, can be really, really useful in stimulating your your cortisol levels, which we would associate as a stress chemical. And yes, it is. It's it's involved in that mechanism. But your cortisol level is an action chemical. And what happens is when we get up and get going on a morning, we start to stimulate that. We get a nice, healthy spike of cortisol, which as that, if you think about it in, t- in sort of primitive terms, it's about as the day starts, you know, you're in your cave, you, perhaps the daylight starts, you become more visible and therefore visible to daytime predators, we need to be on the move. We need to be awake, alert, and ready to move. And that's what the cortisol's job is to do, is to get you there. So getting up, getting out into daylight, even poor daylight can be really useful in spiking that. And that then sets you up for a good level, leveling off and down of cortisol through the day and preparing for sleep and encouraging your sleep chemicals, the sleep hormones like melatonin. So think about what you could do, get active. Reduce your caffeine or dial it back to before lunch and look at what you're, what meals you're having, particularly in the few hours before bed. If it's a heavy meal, it's going to be disruptive. Alcohol, again, is something that is really worth dialing back on um, and managing down so that your sleep is natural and not sedation. Because what one thing that alcohol does do, whilst it might feel like it sends you off to sleep, it doesn't. It sedates you. And sedation and sleep are different states of mind and we need sleep, quality sleep. So if you need additional support on that, then email me at uh, davidsproutsweater.com and I can give you some pointers in that direction. But don't forget there's the course there. And here's where I want to give you some a, some strategies or an, an approach to how do I start this journey? Because no doubt you've heard this advice before and perhaps it seems too simple. But what I've come to realize is that we often overcomplicate things or we seek complex answers and we tend to believe that the more complex the answer or rigid the answer, then the better it is, the more likely it is to work. But actually it isn't rocket science, it's not sexy, it's just simple. But simple doesn't mean easy. And we can often get overwhelmed with how much there is to do. Say your, your for example, your, bed, your bedtime, your sleep zone maybe need a particular amount of work. Your pre-bedtime routine may feel impossible to get to to create, particularly if you've got young children or pets or 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 what have you that get in the way. So it's about recognizing that starting small is the best way to do this and to just gradually build. And that's where taking the pressure off, not perfect, but better sleep can be really useful. So here's my kind of I guess three approaches. Option one, pick one of the Zs. Pick one area and focus on getting that tip top. And not in one day, maybe pick it over a couple of weeks or a week. It might be a sleep zone. That might be the area to tackle. You might see some quick wins where you can remove those devices. You can get a good old-fashioned clock, analog clock with a, a push button to, to, to put the light on if you need it. Um, and you can replace that. That might be something. Or it might be a, a clutter all 
clear all the iron in a way, and that's a quick win. But it's about then how do you continue to clear the, the clutter and then set up the processes that ensure that the clutter doesn't return, that the device doesn't return to the room. So it's really worth focusing on one area and over a couple of weeks looking at your processes, your habits, your rituals and routines around it and those general practices for tidying up. It might be that you look at your present time routine and you really just want to nail that one and you spend the next few weeks working on building 10 minutes in, 10 minutes of a nice relaxing wind down routine. Option two, pick one tip from each area and then embed those three new sleep tips if, and routines if you like into your sleep rituals and your day over the next few weeks. And option three, pick one habit. It might be just one thing like I just need to switch off. I just need to empty my head every night. That's the thing. I go to bed, my head's still buzzing. So pick that one habit. Empty your head. Take a little journal, a little notepad, and spend some time emptying your head into it and get that head habit embedded so that you can then build around that. So pick one area, one of the Zs, your, your sleep zone, your pre-Z time routine, or sleep Zen tip. Pick one tip from each of those areas, perhaps, or just pick one habit and focus on embedding that. And don't forget, send me your thoughts, questions, and ideas to dave at sproutsweater.com. So as our craft, the Sprout One begins the landing process, allowing you to return to your fellow humans. Take a look at your sleep zone. What improvements can you make? Introduce a Sprout-sized 10-minute pre-Z time routine and think about how you can develop your sleep Zen master skills. You never know what getting a better night's sleep can lead to. I hope you've enjoyed your flight aboard Sprout One. For show notes and information on how to get the podcast feed direct to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite podcast feed, visit SproutSweater.com. And touchdown.